When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, 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 and welcome back to EW's Binge Podcast, recapping RuPaul's Drag Race All-Star 7, adapted from our weekly quick drag Twitter spaces. I am Joey Nolfi, Entertainment Weekly's Drag Race reporter, and today we are celebrating Christmas in July with one half of the ultimate queen of Christmas duo who is ready to jingle our bells and reach deep into Santa's sack for a really fun conversation. I'm joined today by Season 6 and All-Stars 3 icon Bendy LaCreme to dive into the Kennedy Davenport Center Honors Challenge that was won by her longtime friend and collaborator Jinx Monsoon. We're getting into all of that, plus some tea on her time on All-Stars 3, her reaction to Dave heckling her back on All-Stars 6, and Jinx's decision to absolve him during Snatch Game for quote-unquote killing Judy Garland, the wishful thinking fueling rumors of a Best Friends Drag Race edition, and a hilarious reveal about one of Jinx's All-Star 7 looks that Dela designed after Jinx initially wanted to do something um, completely different. Let's just say that. So enjoy the episode and make sure you have black stockings and white shoes on to fully enjoy this episode recapping a tribute to Kennedy Davenport. Oh, wait, is Dela here? I Hello. found the request found button. <laughs> Uh, I love, yes, I love drag queen tech support is my favorite pastime. I really should be paid to do this. You know what? It, um, I feel like drag tech support should be a booming industry because I could use it almost 23 hours out of the day. <laughs> yes. I mean, yes, as it should be. I am so glad that you finally made it here. Thank you so much for joining me. I have to know, how are your Christmas and July celebrations going so far as you get ready for this tour with Jinx? Oh, well, they're going really well. Thank you so much. It's, you know, I mean, Christmas for us really starts in, um, you you know, January, because it's, uh, you know, we have to start figuring out everything with the, you know, it's all Ben LeCrim produces this entire thing. So we're, uh, you know, doing all the routing and doing all of that and taking Christmas photo shoots in the early spring. So, um, so Christmas is basically year round. (laughs) Yes, we would have it no other way. We truly, I am so looking forward to that tour. We will get into all of that later. Um, but first we have many important things to cover about yes. this recap of All-Star 7. I have to know, though, are you wearing black stockings and white shoes to discuss the Kennedy Davenport Center honors? Because that would only be appropriate. Oh, no. I feel like I didn't dress for this at all. I'm so <laughs> sorry. I, uh, You know what? Give me a minute. I'll be back in 15. Oh, yeah. Let's just clear out the time. We'll wait for Dela to get ready and then end it as soon as it began. Perfect. <laughs> now we have a lot to cover today. Like I said, we're going to get right into it. 
And we have to start with the buzziest thing that happened on All Star 7 last week. I know you're not directly involved, but just thickening into the investigation anyway, into the who fucked Monet exchange after this big reveal on Untucked about hooking up with one of her All Star 7 sisters. Do you have any insight into who did it or if it was Jinx? (laughs) I do not, but I can tell you that if it were Jinx, I would have heard about it nonstop. So (laughs) I can cancel out that particular option. But other than that, it is anyone's guess. Yeah, who do you think it is? I mean, I have to assume that it's, uh, you know, that it's probably Evie just because she's been the thirst trap of the season, right? I mean, (laughs) everybody's been up on her jock. So at some point she has to, you know, it's got to wear down her resolve. I mean, and she literally just tweeted today about threatening to post nudes online if she wins money on Drag Race. So, I mean, yeah, that is a very likely suspect. I don't know if that counts as a threat, but <laughs> yeah. Yes, very well noted. It's, um, you know, it's interesting how many of uh, the her reads and her roast were actually just talking about her endowment. And I was like, I'm not sure this counts as a roast, but sure. <laughs> and a lot of the other uh, queens were roasting uh, that. That particular part of Evie as well. I thought it was it was a very consistent through line in the yeah. entire roast challenge. So yeah, yeah. it's clearly in the collective consciousness. Mm-hmm. But I did think it was also interesting. I mean, I'm so glad that you're here because you do have a connection to the roast subject or the roast theme queen, um, Kennedy Davenport. Uh, of course, your All Stars three sister. I mean, it was so great to see her celebrated this way, wasn't it? It was amazing. Yes, I mean, like I adore Kennedy, obviously. And I love whenever Drag Race brings back these little Easter eggs and we get to celebrate our queens from prior seasons. Mm -hmm. I mean, and yes, and everybody who, if for some reason people have slept on Kennedy Davenport, now is a wonderful time to go back and just look at all of the amazing things that Kennedy Davenport has done. I mean, she is just the way that that woman dances. I mean, it is just next level. Oh, yeah. And to catch up with her now, too. You know, I mean, Mm -hmm. I think it's a good reminder for people to get out there and see where they can uh, find all of their favorite past queens performing. Absolutely. No, that is yes, for sure. Now, I know that you did vote for her to advance on the last episode of All Stars 3, but am I making this up or did I hear that her lipstick was the one that you drew your name over? Yes. (laughs) Yes, it was. (laughs) But there was no meaning to that. We should not read into that. No, there was absolutely meaning to that. She was ranking, like, at that point, she ranked lowest in the competition. If I was just, like, doing, like, the math of who had accomplished what at that point. But by the time you leave a competition, because you don't want to be in charge of who stays and leaves, when you come back, you are over any uh, sense of logic. So, Mm -hmm. Yeah, so there's (laughs) light meaning, but, like, maybe not so much meaning because it ended up, like, obviously, that was not the lipstick that was pulled. So There was meaning at the time, but it was canceled out uh, later. Yes, yes. Well, now, anyway, I'm getting off track here. I mean, it is, I just did think it was a nice connection that, you know, you did know Kennedy. so well on All Stars 3 and you were very cordial on All Stars 3 with how you played the game and the rules have changed 
so significantly now on All-Star 7. So I'm wondering how you think you would have approached this new dynamic of stars and blocking. Like, what would your blocking strategy have been if you were on oh, this season? Oh my God. I just, first of all, have to say I love it so much. Me too. It's so much more fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Really getting to see all these queens. I mean, obviously we know all these queens pretty well from their seasons if we've been in it since the get-go. But for those audience members who maybe are less familiar, it's so amazing to really get to know everybody over the course of the full season and the playfulness of the blocking. You know, it is an important part of the strategy, but it's also fun to see them all sort of like laughing and not like sweating and fearing that they're going to end all their relationships, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, I mean, I think everyone's blocking strategy so far has made sense. I mean, everyone has been very clear and straightforward about you know, just wanting to wanting to make sure that no one really pulls strongly into the lead. And that seems like the most logical way to do it. That's what I do. Mm-hmm. Man, I would love to do a season like that where I'm just flinging plungers around instead of sending people <laughs> home. Yeah, I honestly, I am almost finding myself like more excited by or like anticipating the whole blocking thing more than I am an elimination because the elimination feels so final and these blocks feel like they actually have ramifications throughout the entire season so I'm almost more excited by that exactly there's like there is in some way more strategy to it because it is more like a game you know it's more like the kind of board game you play where you have to like constantly be vigilant and making plans about how everyone's going to get to the end of this and how you're going to keep them from ranking higher than you it's really fun Yes, yes. And it has allowed for some really great strategies so far. And, you know, I I have to know, could you tell from watching, like knowing your sister Jinx so well, do you think the blocking, both people blocking her and her having to block people, do you think that that was really getting to her on that set? Well, Jinx is truly a very sensitive soul, which is one of the things I really love about her. You know, she is somebody who, you know, she's got a great sense of humor. And I know that, you know, all in all, she like loves and respects all of these sisters. But I can imagine that she had little moments of emotion (laughs) in there. I would be the same way. That's something we have in common. Mm -hmm. I mean, now you did just post on Instagram teasing that you and Jinx want a best friend season of Drag Race. So is this like an actual idea that you and Jinx are pushing for that you would absolutely do together? I mean, I it's this is a thing that we've been asked about so much since All Star (laughs) 7 began. And it's like, you know, fans asking us through social media and then us being asked in interviews. You know, I and that was like a, a thing. We both did that really fun painting thing with um, you know, the portraits and interviewing about ourselves and it was brought up both times. And um, I mean, the answer is, I guess, like, sure. I don't know. <laughs> you know, it's not something that either of us are campaigning for, but it right. is the thing where if, I don't know. I mean, I do think it could be fun, but I would need like a contractual guarantee that the same rules as All-Stars 7 apply. <laughs> that would be the only way to get to get this best friend season greenlit is if you have that contract. Exactly. Because be can't you way. just see a situation in which they pitch this to everybody, everybody goes in and then they like put us Split in a cage up. match <laughs> against each other. And that's just like the, yeah. First episode. I would love to see that. Yeah, Yeah, I would love to see that. You and Jinx teaming up against Ornacea and Vivacious just the entire season. That's the whole season. (laughs) (laughs) I would love it. I'd do that. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. 
<laughs> now back to the season. I mean, Kennedy Davenport Center honors roast. I mean, what did you think of the roast performances and who do you think did the best? I mean, you, I, I am so biased, but my girl <laughs> Jinx is just brilliant. And she has a ton of experience with roasting. And, you know, she's got the one-two punch of being a great joke writer and brilliant in her delivery. You know, I mm-hmm. think she just knocked it out of the park. But, you know, I also thought Trinity absolutely killed it. I thought Trinity was very funny and she brought her own flavor to it. She really um, you know, she was feeling so nervous about that specific skill set, but I think that really served her because I think it's a mistake when queens assume that being funny off the cuff translates and and she didn't assume that and so she worked hard and it paid off, you know. Um, Mm -hmm. Monet was hilarious. I actually really enjoyed Evie's set a lot. Me too, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I thought Evie was really great. I was... um, um, I, I thought that they all did really well. Even Jada, who, you know, obviously was fumbling a little bit, I think, with her jokes, saved it with just what a charismatic person she is. Even when she was fumbling, it's like her little Jada quips and improvisation there just made it entertaining to watch. And that itself. takes a surprising amount of confidence, you know, it, to mm-hmm. be kind of uh, bombing on stage on television is very, I mean, there's, of course, like your heart rate goes up and you start to sweat (laughs) and to remain calm enough to just in a relaxed way address what's going wrong. That is a major skill. I was very impressed by that with Jada. Yes. No, I was too. Um, Can you think back to this entire roast and what was maybe your favorite joke of the entire set? Oh my God. Um, There were so many. Uh... Let's see. I think that maybe it was actually (laughs) just because I know Jig so well. I think Evie's joke where she said to look for the plastic surgery that should give you time to look at it. (laughs) I really, that tickled me to no end. It was like, it was very playful, but very funny. (laughs) Yes, that was one of my favorites too. I also adored Jinx's joke about thinking, oh, I've become my mother. Yes. (laughs) Yes. That was great. Just signature Jinx humor there. Now we're also hearing you know, we always hear that uh, some queens sometimes collaborate with people to write jokes, to prepare for whatever roast might be thrown at them. So did you collaborate with Jinx um, on any jokes for hers? No, that was all her. Jinx is, uh, you know, both of us really pride ourselves on not just being performers, but being writers. And Mm -hmm. I absolutely think it's fully, you know, it's absolutely fair for a performer to hire somebody to help them write material. That's absolutely a, a common practice. But Jinx and I have such specific character voices that I don't even know that somebody else would know how to write the right. kinds of jokes yeah. we deliver. So she's, that's all her. She's just mm-hmm. brilliant in that way. I mean, it's, it just reminds me of like many iconic roast moments though. Cause I did, I did an interview earlier this year with the iconic Dave, um, Jinx's season five makeover. Subject yes, of course. Beloved reference subject for her Judy Garland snatch game. Um, and he finally revealed that he was the one who was both napping and also heckling you oh, I am on the well season aware. six roast. I was aware of that at the time. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, did you realize that it, that was Dave in the moment? I didn't in the moment, but I did directly afterwards. And I have to say, the only thing I'm mad at Jinx about is letting him off the hook for the Judy Garland thing. I think he should have had to live with that until he died <laughs> as revenge. Oh my God, <laughs> What? <laughs> That's so funny. Wait, so, so wait, you're serious. You really think that Jinx shouldn't have absolved him? No, I'm never serious about anything. 
thing, please. <laughs> oh, I would have. Yeah, no, I, I know. I'm just teasing you. But no, no, no. Um, you know what? Let's put that rumor down. You know what? Strike. I'm kidding. I want that to be. I want the internet to catch fire that Dela thinks that he should have uh, lived with that guilt forever. Absolutely. Yes. No. Speak it into existence. Um, <laughs> what, what was that like in the room when Dave was sort of heckling you, though? Are I know you, you probably it talked was about a this so nightmare. Much. It was the absolute. Yeah. It was like. I mean, that's exactly what I'm describing with Jada. With Jada, right? Yeah. Like that, that's part of why it's so brilliant that she was able to overcome that immediately in the moment. You know, is that. Uh, it's just, that is so difficult and I've been through it myself, you know, and Mm -hmm. I do that type of standup on stage all the time. And I actually, you know, tooting my own horn, I'm good at it, you know, but on television, it was, I just lost my cool completely. So I commend Jada greatly. Yeah. I mean, she did the same thing with Snatch Game, right? She leaned into her failings. with Prince. Yeah. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, now I know that Jinx has obviously had resurfaced resurfaced, uh, conversations with Dave. Has Dave apologized to you for season six yet? No, I I have not heard from Dave. I'm still waiting by the phone. I'm expecting a call. Uh, Hopefully after this. Yeah, like we are in contact now. I mean, Dave, if you're out there listening, come on. Dayla needs an apology. Exactly. Public apology. (laughs) Yes. Um, Now, I, you know, I know that... Jinx also won this challenge, um, which is so well-deserved. Like you're saying, she's such a natural at what she does. But have you ever in your life before seen Jinx do a cartwheel? Oh, yes. Jinx was like, when I first met Jinx, she did all sorts of crazy stuff like that on stage. I think she cartwheeled mm-hmm. in every show I ever saw her. And she also used to do this weird trick where she would like make some guy come up from the audience and then like sit in his lap and swing her legs over his shoulders. <laughs> and like, I don't even remember it was real, but she was a little acrobat that girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, she seemed pretty apprehensive to get back into doing it, but I mean, she, and she seemed really proud of herself for doing it on oh, yeah. all star seven. She was, so it was really great. Nice yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and are we going to talk about that runway because her oh, yes. witch outfit? Oh, Oh, absolutely. And I, I love her roast outfit too. her little, um, we wish to welcome you to Munchkin land moment. That was, I generally am always telling her to stop wearing suits. I'm like, not a fan, but man, she looked great in that one. That was truly, I mean, I know it was a little bit is simpler for drag race, but I think that it was one of my favorite. I think it was the, one of the most polished things that I think Jinx has worn on the season. I thought she looked great. Gorgeous fabric choice, beautiful, impeccable cut. It was great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that dress, the, the glow in the, dark dress too i am just still trying to wrap my mind around how the complexities of the lights in the gown were sort of made i mean that because with the other ones you sort of see them that you can kind of see the lights you see where the lights are but that one it almost looked like it was a screen or something yeah well you know she and i talked about that one a lot i did not help her develop that particular idea i did help her with some other runway things but um but that one was all her and gara sparrow the designer coming up with that and it was Yeah, it was just so beautifully executed. And I know that that one took forever and that, you know, she didn't get it until the last minute, but she'd been in constant communication and they were really trying to figure out how it was going to work and it paid off. Yeah. Wait, so what other things did you help Jinx with for the runway? Well, I actually designed that porcupine outfit. Like I just (sighs) drew out a picture of her for her because I was like, Jinx, you cannot do the thing you're planning on, which is that she was going to dress like the spiky tortoise shell from Mario Kart. And I was like, if you do that, we are over. (laughs) That is it. I'm breaking up with you. So 
So no. I made her a porcupine idea. We actually also, um, she and Mr. Gorgeous, who's an amazing uh, friend who's done a lot of work for, for me as well, um, came up with that beautiful series of uh, painting dresses for the multiple reveals. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. But she and I talked through ideas, and I'm so glad that we spent the time brainstorming because we talked about doing multiple seasons like Jada did. Mm -hmm. And, um, and we also, there was one other, Oh, and we also talked, she wanted to do an into the woods, witch, and I was like, I think someone else is going to do it. I'm so glad that we talked through those ideas and she didn't yes. wind up doing the same thing. Oh my God. Wait. So when you talk about the tortoise thing from Mario, like you're talking about the green thing, like what is his it's name? Like Bowser blue and orange or something. No, it's like a thing you throw in Mario. Kart. Oh, I was like, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I was like, jinx. This is such an arbitrary reference and also just the <laughs> worst color combination. No, no. Well, the things she ended up doing, it did. now that I'm thinking about it, it did really have a very day lust. So I'm glad that you brought that up. Yes, it does. I can totally see the Dela aesthetic in there now. Well, she and I have like worked together on, you know, I mean, we've been doing stuff together for so long and specifically the holiday show. And we spend a lot of time talking about those outfits. And I do think that it's like, you know, our we have a lot of influence on each other in that regard. Yeah, always glad to see that. And um, now, you know, this influence, speaking of this influence that you have on each other, you have this upcoming tour, um, a new version of the Jinx and Dela Holiday Show Tour. Tickets are available now on your site. And we also have all the dates in the United States and Canada on EW.com slash Drag Race. It's also in the linked tweet at the top of this space. So everybody who's uh, curious about these dates, you can go to the tweet at the top of our space. Click there to see when Jinx and Dela are coming to a city near you. Uh, Dela, you are directing, you're producing. Um, so how will this show be a sort of different version from what we've seen from the Queens of Christmas in the past? Yeah, well, you know, um, we did a version of the show in 2018, 2019. Mm -hmm. uh, last year, we did the, the holiday special film in 2020. And it always centers around, right, there will always be two core elements to the show. It will always center around the Jinx and Dela dynamic, the sweet and the spicy. And it will always center around this element. I mean, one of the things I love about our dynamic is that on stage, we do play very oppositional roles, but we both yeah. write for both of us because we both are both of those things, you know? And at the same time, I think what makes it work is not just, you know, you don't want to watch two queens fight for two hours. You want to know that they love each other under all of that. And I think that shines through. So that will always be part of it. And it'll always be at its core about making the holidays what you need them to be and finding your own space and your own sense of family. But those are the only two rules, right? So within that, we're always parodying whatever's in the pop zeitgeist to that year. We're always talking. I mean, we're very political, so we're always addressing what's going on. So we got our work cut out for us this year once again. And, um, yeah. you know, and, and we just, I mean, we as performers, every once in a while we'll say, uh, let's just do like a greatest of, but then we always wind up writing a bunch of new stuff because we just love to craft jokes, you know? So mm -hmm. it'll always be a couple of familiar things and then just like all new material that the current times inspire. Yeah, I, I am curious as to how that is going to translate into the looks for the show, because I know, especially on the Hulu special, I mean, there was 
I mean, there's some very great looks on there. So what can you tease about what we might see in terms of maybe new looks that will drop people's jaws on this special? Well, you know, I don't want to give away too many details year to year. Last year, we had um, a, a something, a, a light up trick outfit that I am still so proud of. But to reveal it ahead of time would have spoiled it. But, you know, it's we are always reinventing ways to do Christmas and to do red and green. And I will say for a while, we got really stuck because it's it's like, oh my God, what else can you do? But I think we've pushed past that point where we're coming up with just wilder and wackier ideas out of necessity. So mm-hmm. people can be guaranteed that it is going to, we're going to up the ante every time. <laughs> yes. Well, what are you and Jinx like on tour together? Like, what's the wildest thing that's gone down on that tour bus or on the road with Jinx? (laughs) Well, you know, it's Jinx and I put so much into our time on stage that we are really pretty chill off stage, you know? I mean, on stage, Jinx's character is is a raging alcoholic. Off stage, she's sober. You know, I mean, she and I are similar in that regard, but we travel with an amazing group of people. We have six dancers that many of whom have been friends with mine and Jinx's for a decade. We have a wonderful um, tech crew and production crew. And we all just have a really wonderful time. I mean, it's pretty chill. We joke around a lot. We laugh a lot. And it really is just sort of like being on holiday vacation with your family. So, you know, we bring it hard on stage and the rest of the time, we just goof around and have a good time. (laughs) I love to hear that. I hope that that is the same case this year when you both finally set out on the road. Everybody, again, you can check out the dates at the uh, tweet at the top of this space. Dela, thank you so much for joining me today and for being such a pleasure to talk to every time we get a chance to connect. I am so grateful that you made time for this today. Um, It was really great to talk with you. Oh, it was a blast. I always have fun talking to you. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. Thank you, Dela. Everybody, please keep up with Dela on all socials and also um, check out our exclusive reveal again of the dates in the tweet above. Everybody, all stars, or uh, the, the tweets, the date, <laughs> the dates <laughs> on the tour above. And um, everyone, All Star 7 continues streaming Friday on Paramount Plus. We will be back here on EW's Twitter spaces at 3 p.m. Eastern, 12 p.m. Pacific next Tuesday with another special guest. Thank you again, Dela. Thank you so much. Talk right, to have you. Have a good day. Bye bye. Thank you all so much for listening. To keep the conversation going, follow Entertainment Weekly on all socials at EW on Twitter and at Entertainment Weekly everywhere else. And tag me at Joey Nolfi. If you like what you heard, subscribe, rate the podcast, and leave us a stunning review. This episode of Quick Drag is produced by Sammy Junio, Lauren Klein, Chanel Johnson, and Jillian Cedarholm, and was edited by Lauren Klein. Full episode reports are available at EW.com. 